Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Chellers Wine Market in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business, Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. It might be a while since you signed up for a Facebook account. When you did, or if you've recently changed it, you get to tell the world what kind of relationship you're in. You get a number of choices, and one of them is, it's complicated. The presumption behind this description is if you're on the outside of the relationship looking in, maybe it looks kooky, but from the perspective of the people in it, it works. If you live outside of Acadiana, we know that's kind of the way you look at our multiple business development organisations. Honestly, if I just read a list out of all the economic development and business support organisations in Acadiana and gave you a one-sentence description of what they do, I would still be reading by the time you got so bored you turned this off. So I'm going to limit myself to two. One, Acadiana used to be known as the Lafayette Chamber of Commerce and Acadia Parish Chamber of Commerce. If you're not from here, you're already confused. So here goes my attempt at an explanation. First, One Acadiana. One Acadiana is a business support organization that encompasses all of the parishes of Acadiana. It's designed to give businesses a voice and to cultivate economic growth throughout the region. One Acadiana has 950 members. The organization was really put on the map by Jason L. Kuby, who, ironically, was then headhunted by the economic development folks in Virginia. The current CEO and president of One Acadiana is Troy Wayman. Before coming here, Troy was in economic development in Mobile, Alabama, and now he's discovered Acadiana. Troy says he's here for the long haul and he's never moving again. Troy Wayman, welcome to Out to Lunch. It's great to be here. And that brings me to the Acadia Parish Chamber of Commerce. Acadia Parish includes Crowley, Rain, Iota, and Dusson. If you're from outside of Acadiana, you need to know one thing. Here, size doesn't matter. Crowley calls itself the rice capital of the world. Rain calls itself the frog capital of the world. There's a lot of cattle, soybeans, crawfish, and rice in Acadia Parish. In fact, there's so much mostly agriculturally-based business going on in Acadia Parish that the Acadia Parish Chamber has over 300 members. The president and CEO of the Acadia Parish Chamber of Commerce is Amy Thibodeau. Amy, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thanks for having me. Troy, you probably can't tell, but I wasn't born and raised here. (laughs) I I, I didn't notice, and neither was I. (laughs) I know what it's like to move to Acadiana and to work in the business world here. You made the right move. There's nowhere in the world where people are more welcoming and supportive. Traditionally, we think of organizations like One Acadiana as booster clubs, pumping up the local economy and making everyone feel good with pancake breakfasts and an annual picnic. But One Acadiana has a much more serious outlook. You're investing in the local economy, not just for today, but you're playing the long game. One of the most interesting things that you're doing is your workforce development initiative called 55 by 25. The numbers refer to a target of 55% of the workforce having a degree in advanced education by 2025. That is a forceful way of assuring there'll be an educated workforce here to attract and retain business. How are you doing this? Well, we're doing it through buy-in from all nine parishes. You know, one of the things um, that we, if you look at the numbers, they're a little bit alarming. 
I mean, if you look at advanced uh, educational attainment, across all non-parishes, including uh, high-value certificates, things that get you a good-paying job, uh, we're at about 38%. That's not good. If you take out the high-value certificates, we're at about 24%. So if we did nothing, by 2025, we project that we would be at about 43%. So we have a 12 to 13% delta that we have to make up for. And um, we can't do that without buy-in from all parishes. So we went we met with stakeholders in all nine parishes, including Amy and Acadia Parish and school boards and uh, other stakeholders in, involved in education in those parishes, and we told them what we wanted to do. We got their input on what they thought metrics and measures were uh, to, uh, to find out if we're making uh, uh, moving the needle or you know, gaining traction. Uh, we put that on, we've got that on a, um, a dashboard that you can access online through our website, and um, we're constantly working to improve those numbers couple of things that we're doing. We're watching some legislation now that, that helps people uh, in this next legislative session that works to uh, um, uh, kind of a, a debt forgiveness program for people who may have been to school, been to college, and not gone back because they couldn't afford to go back because they, they have a little bit of debt. It's an ability for them to potentially, an ability for them to uh, have some of that debt forgiven so that they can reenter the uh, school. So isn't there a climate in the rest of the country? It seems to be, oh, drop out of college, start a new company, and you could be the next Zuckerberg. Right, and that's one out of, what, 500,000 people that that happens to, uh, if that. Um, you know, we've had some great examples here in Acadiana uh, of, of those types of successes. Look at Chris Moe. Uh, Chris Moe and his, his success with Waiter. But the interesting thing is, and Chris is not shy about talking about this, is how many times he failed yes. before he hit, before Waiter hit. Um, and so uh, we never want to discourage pe- people in their entre- entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, but some type of education is not a bad thing, and I think Chris would tell you the same thing. Amy, you're as Acadia Parish as it gets. You were born in rain and grew up in Church Point. One of the things about growing up as a young girl in a small town is that you wish you had access to all the stuff you see online or on TV, stuff they have in bigger cities that look more exciting and filled with opportunity. Now that you are grown up and responsible for creating opportunities that encourage young people to stay in Acadia Parish, what's the biggest thing you always wanted as a kid that you think you could make happen here? Is there a dream business you'd like to see come to Acadia Parish or one that you dream about someone starting? Can I dream about one today? I would dream to have a brewery in Acadia Parish, but the expansive amount of rice, it kind of baffles me right now that we don't have one. And frankly, I'd probably plop it right next to the interstate, which has, you know, thousands of traffic, uh, thousands of cars that pass by during the day. But you want a brewery on the side of I-10? Yes. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I, it works for Bayou Spirits in Jeff Davis Parish. They have so many people that just pop off, you know, go through to a tour, have a sample, not a cocktail or four, but just a sample, and they get back on the interstate, and they have bottles of rum in tow, and I think Acadia Parish is the model set for that. Um, but but it's also a destination for local people, too. It is. It is. I mean, I went a few weeks ago to uh, Tesh Brewery, and I was just blown away. I mean, for the first time. And I mean, and I love craft beer, so I was just blown away. And I think we have some, some magical parts and pieces in Acadia Parish that would be... That, that's, that's the one thing I'm, like, seeking out right now. But as a child, I didn't know any better. How... How do you encourage you? Can you make an ad and put it on Facebook saying, we'd like a brewery? How do you get new businesses to come that might not have thought about Acadia Parish? 
Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, we have a really great social media presence in addition to our online presence. So we're always talking about what's great about Acadia Parish, what's great in our community. So tell um, me, what is great about Acadia Parish? Oh, my goodness. It's close enough to Lafayette to get to the amenities. So, I mean, as a child, I did miss out because we did come here quite a bit. You know, you have, you know, the downtown, you know, downtown alive feeling. You've got the shopping. You've got the restaurants. You've got the retail. That's close enough. But when you drive back to Acadia Parish, you're in a small town. Life is quiet. It's slow. You don't have the traffic of Lafayette and the houses and the living is just beautiful we have some of the most beautiful historic homes I've ever seen and I've traveled quite a bit it rivals New Orleans it really does they're just gorgeous you can't you can't build that you can't build that sort of charm I love the passion in your voice so if I'm starting a business I could fall in love with your parish but I want to know two things are there going to be enough people there to support my business and are you going to offer me tax incentives to open it there oh man tax incentives that's the t-word right now we've gone through some challenges with the tax incentive side but yes Acadia Parish is open for business we've got um, some great governmental leaders who are supportive of what we're doing in fact some of them are leading some charges we've got some pieces that are happening in Crowley right now and it's the elected leaders leading the efforts Um, I'm kind of saying you know hey I'm on the sidelines I'm right here I want to be part of the part of the game but like let me plug in where it's appropriate Um, And they're really responding to that well. Uh, But yes, we do have tax incentives. Um, We do have them. We do. We have to give them out historically in the past. We've got two projects on the table that should be set to get those. I love how you all seem to be working together. It was Mm -hmm. a point where it felt like everyone was doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. And now it feels like, Troy, you talked about worrying about education, which isn't traditionally you should be worrying about the businesses. But to look forward and think, no, we want workers for the future. So do you have dream businesses that will come here? When when Facebook or Google announce they're going to build a new campus, are you the one saying, let's pitch Lafayette, or are you after a different kind of business? That's a great question. You know, when when, uh, Amazon went through their latest uh, pitch where they were talking about 50,000 employees for, you know, HQ2 for their their company, there are a number of things you have to realize. You, You have to be really good at who you are and what you are yeah, people you, spent a million dollars on proposals. Oh, oh, that's actually much more than that um, when, it's, mm-hmm. when it's all said and done. And, and you have to be really good at what you are instead of trying to be what you're not. And I think that sometimes we get caught up in trying to be the next this or the next that instead of being who we are. You know, we recently, uh, Amy was with us, uh, we took a leadership exchange to Greenville, South Carolina and looked at what well, the successes that they've had in, in that city and and uh, learned some best practices. And one of the things that, that I saw, and I... Uh, Amy, Amy may contradict me on this. We'll see if she corrects me. Um, She's is, not shy. It's oh, oh I, I, trust me, I know that. Um, but it's one of the things that that you, you go to on these trips, and it's not just about learning what you're doing wrong or what you can do better, but it's looking at finding out things that you're actually doing right. And um, you know, I, I think that on the alignment on economic development, I, I think we're in a really good spot because we are aligned. I mean, we have we have one regional organization and then we have multiple local organizations or parish organizations like like Amy's uh, and we bring everybody to the table. We work together. We play well in the sandbox. So why do we have still so many organizations? Why doesn't one Acadiana just swallow them all up and you do everything? We don't want to swallow them up. Uh, we, yeah. we, we can't handle that responsibility. Amy's got the relationships internally in Acadia Parish that, that are important to Acadia Parish. 
managing those types of relationships, we'd have to have 300 people on staff. So with having people like Amy in, in, on the local level uh, that can manage those relationships and have those relationships, we can just bring resources to the table that maybe she doesn't have available to her. From, you know, Brobridge to New Iberia to St. Landry to Evangeline, everyone's so completely different. And I think that's what makes our region very unique is because we're all Cajun together. But, you know, Brobridge is a little different Cajun than Crowley, which we're not very Cajun at all. But Church Point is full, full blown Cajun. Well, and, and that's, you know, that, that's kind of the point that, like, for example, you brought up the tax incentives. And with the uh, right now, the big discussion in the economic development world is ITEP, the, you know, the industrial tax exemption program. And um, it's in a bit of a. It's, there's some confusion associated with it now, but the interesting thing is all nine parishes that one Acadiana works in, there's a different issue in each one of those parishes. Lafayette Parish is the parish council that, that we've had a few issues with. But then in other parishes that we're, we've got projects in and we're helping with uh, the local economic developers with, we've got maybe the school board and maybe the sheriff, maybe some other issues. So. Amy's exactly right. Each parish has got its own challenges. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Amy Thibodeau from Acadia Parish Chamber of Commerce and Troy Wayman from One Acadiana. We'll be right back after this very brief break. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Troy Wayman from One Acadiana and Amy Thibodeau from the Acadia Parish Chamber of Commerce. So which way round does it work? Does Amy come up with an idea for Acadia Parish and come to you to help, or do you come up with an idea and go to Amy to help? Two-way street, yeah. Both. Always both. I mean, we've been with One Acadiana since the very early beginning, and it's been a great relationship. And, I mean, I don't know if Troy knows this, but his, and maybe I'm cheating, because his staff is literally an, ex- an extension of my own staff. Exactly I can. Right. There's certain things that I just can't do. I mean, I would love to go to every trade show conference in the nation and market my community. But you have to be in Acadia Parish occasionally. And it's not feasible financially for us either, but One Acadiana being a regional partner organization, they can do that and represent all of us and know what's great about each parish and sell that that piece. I mean, I don't expect to go to a technology conference and then talk about Acadia Parish, but if we're talking about, you know, manufacturing or, you know, oil and gas industry or agriculture, yes, Acadia Parish is going to come up, but they know what our strengths are in Acadia Parish. And and it's, I mean, she's exactly right. You know, what I, I'll go back to, to Greenville and some of the, you know, the, the lessons learned there. The other thing that, that kind of came out of that is going back to me saying, we got to be great at what we are. Um, before you know before and, and instead of trying to be something that we're not uh, so think, who are we what are our strength points what are your strength points for Acadiana and then Amy I'm going to ask you the same question I mean for Acadiana honestly it's culture I mean you've got a workforce here you, you've got a work ethic here you've got a uh, I think it was Amy it was you that, that brought it up when we were talking about the entrepreneurial spirit and mm-hmm. the fact that that the Cajun culture and their ability to engineer anything, <laughs> yes. anything. I mean I mean look at something on an oil rig and say you know what that doesn't work right I bet I've got an idea to fix that and the next thing you know they've started a business and you know they're they've made a, a bunch of money and moving here what were you surprised by that you didn't know already about Acadiana that's a great question. I, I, this is going to sound very. This is a. This is one of those intangible things uh, you, that you don't know till you experience it. Um, the warmth of the people. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, you know, I was in Mobile for ten years. Before that, I was in Montgomery for twenty-three years, um, and both places, great places, ho- southern hospitality, the whole bit. Neither compared. 
to what we felt when we moved to Acadiana. Um, from my kids, you know, we, we, we drug a 13-year-old girl out of the place that she'd grown up. And, I bet and, she was happy. Oh, she was thrilled. <laughs> no eye rolling uh, <laughs> at all. <laughs> but no, in all truthfulness, she had friends before she got here because we enrolled her in school and the class list was released and the girls in her class reached out to her on social media. She had a group of friends before we ever she ever set foot on the ground in Lafayette. Does it help not being from here because you know how to explain this place to other people because you've experienced other places? I, I think it helps. I had somebody ask me a question one time, uh, actually it was Stephen Wagesback with, uh, uh, with La Vie. Uh, Stephen asked me, he said, do you feel there's a little bit of apathy, you know, that people are just kind of, and I, and I said, you know, Stephen, I mean, my perspective being at that time, I'd been here six months. I said, I don't think it's apathy. I think that people here genuinely don't think it could be any better. They think it's so good that it couldn't be any better. Um, and I said, you know, that's a great problem to have. Uh, but at the same time, you know, yeah, there are some things that we could do better. I mean, I, I still think that in Acadiana, we've got a litter problem. I think we have a pretty severe litter problem. One of the things that struck us in Greenville is how, I mean, spotlessly clean that place is. Um, and, you know, it's it's a pride of place issue. It's about being proud of where you live it's always ownership yeah thing. i yeah. always say like you do you throw hamburger wrappers on the floor of your house you know no why do you throw them out the window onto the streets but um anyway i, I was getting this a little sidetracked but uh <laughs> amy give me two sentences to describe acadia parish why should i move my business there uh, we have lots of available land, first of all, so we can get you located very strategically. That's important to you because we're we're right in between Lake Charles and Lafayette, and I think that's a huge asset for us. Plus, the cost of labor and the cost of doing business in Acadia is much lower than a lot of our surrounding parishes. So you guys help businesses, but you also are a business. How do you make money? How are you funded? Are you funded purely by your members? Do you get grants? Let's talk about how your businesses work. Where does the money come from? We don't do any grants, so we're all privately funded. Uh, most economic development groups are government funded, which is different. Uh, but we have a chamber and an economic development group in one house, which is different against most parishes. Most parishes will have two. Um, but we are funded primarily through our membership. Um, they invest in our organization. And what and do they get when they join? Being part of the Chamber of Commerce and kind of being part of that collective, I think belonging and gathering is a really important focus for a lot of people. And when you can meet another business owner who has the same issues and challenges as you, I think that is so extremely valuable because sometimes, I mean, even for us as chamber executives, when you're sitting in the room, you look around, you're like, they don't under no one in this room understands the multiple challenges that are going on in my head. So I feel like our business owners sometimes get in those same kind of ruts of where they get stuck in their business and they think, oh, I don't even know who to call call the chamber there's another business owner who's experiencing something similar or they can connect you with someone to kind of ease you through that issue but i think belonging and gathering is definitely one of the most important factors of kind of being a member and being part of that organization and how much does it cost an individual do you have an individual and a business membership how does it work i mean across the region they vary i mean some memberships will start at 100 or 75 dollars in some chambers and will go up to i mean some investor levels go very high. I mean, six figures. So, I mean, it's, it depends on the organization. I mean, I think ours is, we just restructured ours. So ours is based upon kind of our community and what we need and what our membership wants from us. The same question to you, Troy. How are you funded? How do you, do you need to make money as a business to then help other businesses? Well, absolutely. We have to have money to cover overhead and, 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 and that sort of thing and, and to provide marketing dollars and whatnot. And we've been, I would argue that we've been extremely good stewards of the money that's been invested in our organization. Um, 
we have investors, uh, as Amy does, at every level. I mean, we have, we have a membership base. It's about 600, a little over 600. And then we have an investor base that's much larger. It's about, about 300, a little over 300 uh, on the investor side. And they're investors anywhere from a very small investor to some very, very large investors. And, you know, their rationale for investing is very different. Some on the, on the membership side... Uh, are in, their investment uh, uh, for membership is very different than those investors that are giving us the really large sums of money. Those investors are less concerned about immediate return on that investment or return for them specifically. They're more concerned about the entire region and making things better for the entire region. There are other uh, members and, and investors that we have that are that they want to know what am I getting out of this. Um, so it's figuring out how and making sure that we give attention to both of those types of investors and members is very important to us. I mean, is it like politics? Does it get where, you know, they've given you this money and they're going to call in a favor later? Um, really, no. I mean, uh, there is an occasion where someone will, will ask for something that, um, uh, you know, but we obviously, I mean, we're not going to do anything immoral and ethical or illegal. But, no, but there are things that, I mean, we, we occasionally will do specific things for investors. For example, we're going through our legislative priorities. We've got those priorities set. We did a bill review today of all the bills that have dropped so far. And the next step that we'll do is we're going to contact our, our investors and find out, is there anything, any bills that you're watching that would benefit your business that you want us to monitor and or support? Um, Chances are we're already, we've already, you know, recognized those bills and are, and are working on them. Uh, but just in case, we want to make sure that we're paying attention to what's important to them. So, Amy, you deal more with, less with legislation. You give the legislation to one of Kate, you say, hey, this is coming up. Or do you deal with that as well? Or do you worry just about the businesses in your area? Both. So no. I don't think it behooves us to go to the Capitol as the Acadia Parish Chamber and really lobby for these bigger issues. But we do go when one Acadiana goes so that it's double the voices. So they're obviously advocating for the whole region, which that's a much powerful sound. But when I show up to and I say the same thing they're saying, I think it just echoes that message and sends it home and it's much stronger. Uh, but no, but we do focus a lot more on our businesses. Uh, we spend a lot of time working one-on-one -on -one with a lot of them. And we took that approach this past year where we sit down with most of our members one-on-one. -on -one. Um, there's so many visits, so many meetings. But we really want to hear what they have going on and what's going on in their businesses and what's their challenges, what's their hurdles. Um, so we take that kind of personal one-on-one -on -one approach, and it's been a great transformation for us kind of going through that. But when it comes to legislation, we usually let one Katie in and run with the ball, and then we're running right behind them. And, and we've been, we're fortunate we've got, again, going back to the staff, we've got some great people on staff. That, How many it. staff do you have? We have 20 total on staff, including me. Um, and uh, we have a policy team that, is, that works on governmental affairs, uh, workforce uh, and education issues. And uh, they do a phenomenal job with that, both um, on the governmental affairs, both on the local, state, and uh, federal level. Um, Obviously, it's more difficult to have an impact federally, uh, but we have, along with our partners throughout the, the parishes, uh, like Amy, we have great relationships with our legislative delegation, and they're they're very supportive of us. And I, I will say that it's another thing I, I mentioned the the warmth of the people in, the, in Acadiana. 
I will say, too, that this legislative delegation that we have in Acadiana uh, is much more approachable than many that I've worked with. They're willing to listen to us. They're willing to talk to us. They're willing to be a part of what we're, we're working on. Um, so it's, that's been re really refreshing, is to have some elected leaders that are willing to, to play a role. Um, and then on the, you know, on the, the local level, that gets a little bit more challenging at times, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, I don't, you know, most people wouldn't often say that the state side is... Yes, that's interesting a little to easier to, to navigate, but um, I mean, not saying there aren't challenges in both ways, but I do think that we've got a, I mean, the majority of our elected officials uh, we see are they're doing what they think is best for either the local community or the region. Uh, we may disagree with them, but uh, their heart's in the right place on it. Nice. It's nice to hear that everyone is coming from the same direction at last. I think we've needed that for, for the a most while. part. Uh, for that was that <laughs> exactly where say, I was going to follow it up with. Generally, got some rogue rogue people out there. But. When something big happens in economic development, like Amazon building a new headquarters, we all hear about it. What we don't hear about are the smaller economic development deals, but they're going on every day. Whether it's in Acadia Parish or any of the parishes under the umbrella of One Acadiana, all kinds of business depend on all kinds of economic development, and. Our towns and cities depend on these economic development partnerships to attract and retain business. Troy and Amy, thanks for everything you do for Acadiana Business, and thank you for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thanks. Thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Troy Wayman, President and CEO of One Acadiana, and Amy Thibodeau, President and CEO of Acadia Parish Chamber of Commerce. You can find out more about One Acadiana and Acadia Parishes by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Morrell. Our researchers are Anne Christian and Ali Coates. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, itsacadiana.com, and on our It's Acadiana Facebook page and on Instagram. You can get this show and past shows as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify. And you can find all of our podcasts at itsacadiana.com. You can keep up with us between shows on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You'll find those links on our website, itsacadiana.com. Out to Lunch is a production of IONO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Aileen Bennett. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the lunch table for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Acadiana is recorded live over lunch at Marcello's Wine Market Cafe on Calice Saloon in Lafayette. Marcello's is open for lunch Monday through Friday and dinner Monday through Saturday, serving fine Italian cuisine with a full range of fine wines. The Out to Lunch Acadiana theme music, Encore Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitchell Foreman and performed by Mitchell Foreman and Andre Michaud. Out to Lunch Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana and Destin Ortego from The Opportunity Machine. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from the Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Calice Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette is a pet and family-friendly hotel with reception space for large and intimate events, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants.